most corpsmen are coring themselves silly lately. Maybe they get time off for good behavior. Springtime, a young GI's fancies turn to thoughts of promotion. So that explains the sudden outbreak of civility. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Oh, my voice kind of cracked there. Going through puberty, finally. All right. <laughs> it's the, today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 18, Promotion Commotion. It's the 236th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Dennis Koning, Originally aired on March 1st, 1982, and the production code is 1G14. Okay, that'll hold him. Foreman, get this man right. Write the post on, Major. And I notice you're low on gauze. Here you are, Major. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, those corpsmen are coring themselves silly lately. Maybe they get time off for good behavior. In the springtime, a young GI's fancies turn to thoughts of promotion. So that explains the sudden outbreak of civility. Of course, we can't be promoting any of these men until we convene a board of promotion. And while we're on the subject, whose turn do you think it is, Pierce, Honeycutt, and Winchester? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Don't look at me, Colonel. I already have an 80-hour-a-week job promoting health. I have a night job as a wino. It is not my lot in life to guide the lower classes out of the muck. That's the spirit. I knew I could count on you boys to accept my direct command. No, thank you very much. I also have the plot summary. When Charles, Hawkeye, and BJ determine promotion recommendation, they are wooed by the enlisted staff while a bully physically threatens Charles. Potter helps a GI who is being razzed by colleagues for being faithful to his girl. Gentlemen, I have here the records of all enlisted personnel who are eligible for promotion. Let us commence. Charles, who put the gung in your hoe? While I did not ask for this assignment, I intend to see that only those who are deserving will be promoted. Take it easy, Charles. We can't promote anybody. All we can do is recommend. Then only those worthy will be recommended. I have seen sergeants in this man's army who are unfit to be house pets. Pierce, check these men for required time in service, time in grade, etc. Hanukkah, make note of commendations or, conversely, letters of reprimand. What are you going to do, boss? Oil the guillotine? No, no. I shall create a verbal quiz. We will test our ambitious lessers on their military knowledge or lack of same. Just a friendly little inquisition. Uh, one word of caution. We must be ever vigilant. There may be persons who attempt to sway our judgment by plying us with favours. And guest stars for this episode are G.W. Bailey returns as Sergeant Luther Lizzo. And then we have John McCusack, who played Corporal Elmo Hatalski. He's an American football defensive end in the National Football League, who later became an actor. He played in both films and television, appearing first as O.W. Shattuck in 1979's North Dallas 40, followed by Tonda. Oh, I remember Tonda. That was great. I love that movie. Uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the 1981 film Caveman. Uh, he's best known for his role as the deformed sloth in the 19 <laughs> mega hit. Well, I don't know if it's a mega hit. Uh, 1985 movie, The Goonies, which that's what I will always remember him as. He died in 1989 of an accidental propoxifen overdose. That's unfortunate. I remember when he passed away. Yeah. That's yeah. Sad. I mean, he's, he's, he's such a huge man, isn't he? Yes. Big, wow. big guy. But he's, yep. His role in The Goonies is just... Just it's classic. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Deborah Harmon uh, returns as Nurse Webster. 
Then we have Jim Broyce, who plays Danielson. Jim Broyce is an actor known for Crimson Tide, The Slumber Party Massacre, and Ed Wood. And Richard Fullerton plays a soldier, and Richard has 64 credits to his name. He is still acting, and his recent TV role was in Game of Silence. Hmm, never heard of that one. And then we have uh, Cameron Dye, who played the soldier. Uh, he played Fred in the movie Valley Girl. He also had roles in The Last Starfighter, National Lampoon's Joy of Sex, Body Rock, <laughs> Fraternity Vacation, Scenes uh, from The Gold Mine, Out of the Dark, Men at Work, and The Tavern. Mm, I've only heard okay. of a few of those movies. Yeah. National Lampoon's Joy of Sex. That's a new one. I've not heard of that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, make a note. <laughs> um, Jeff, uh, Jeff Maxwell returns as Private Igor Straminsky. And of course, we have Kelly Nakahara returning as the lovely Kelly Yamato. What do you want, Rizzo, in three syllables or less? Nothing. I don't want nothing, sir. Just thought I'd say hello. Make sure that you was feeling all right, sir. Yeah, fine, good, fine. Rizzo, your name wouldn't happen to be on the promotion roster, would it? Oh, well, it might be, sir. <laughs> I don't pay much attention to that. <laughs> but uh, you'd like to use a Jeep for the weekend. Stop! Excuse me one second. I'll be back faster than you can say, yes, I'd love to go out with you tonight. If you want to make points with me, scram so I can make points with my newly arrived friend. Points? Yeah. Enough said, sir. Wait, uh, ma'am, ma'am, I want you to know that Captain Pierce here is uh, is one man who knows how to treat a lady right. <laughs> uh, ask any nurse in camp. They all say that Hawkeye Pierce is the most gentlemanly stud who ever tried to score off. Thank you. That's enough, Rizzo. Thank you. Don't mind him. He hasn't been the same since we had to put in his steel plate. I think I better be going. Oh, no, don't go. No, we... I just wanted to help. I don't need your help. And before this gets completely out of hand, I'm going to put an end to this. Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, can I have the attention of all the enlisted personnel, please? It is true that I am on the promotion board. It is also true that my favors cannot be begged bought or borrowed and i deeply resent any attempt on uh everybody's part to um uh, what is that is that strawberry shortcake indeed it is sir the kind you're always begging me to get mm. real strawberries too well, you uh ah yes take it away Sorry. no well i, I don't want to you know offend you by uh, refusing it but it uh no take it away take yes it away. sir Thank sir you. sir I could arrange to have the cake brought to your tent. No! By a woman! Let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Med, you want to start us off? Yeah, okay. I gave this seven and a half um, okay. out of ten. It nearly got to a seven at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because of the fact that I'd watched a load of quite strong episodes mm. um, uh, building up to this one. I, there's some nice bits in this, you know, the, the whole thing of them all trying to get extra bits for so they get promoted you know like mm. Charles saying who put your gung in your hoe <laughs> to, the, to the bully uh, the strawberry shortcake uh, personal conflicts with a jeep um, it, all, it almost seems to be just mainly Charles who keeps getting the, the you know the, the kind of stuff going on with him yeah. as the second the second story with the young soldier who's God, his principles is nice. Again, it, it kind of, you know, highlights the role of Potter as being more mm-hmm. of a father figure kind of thing. Yep. Um, and it, and that kind of stuff would always happen. You know, we, I think we've probably seen it many a time in MASH. In fact, we have seen it several times in MASH where the older, you know, soldiers, um, you know, rib the, the younger guy for wanting to stay 
faithful, yeah. and there's absolutely nothing uh, wrong with that. But what what made the funniest was Rizzo trying to get, try can't, just can't get his answers right at all for anything, <laughs> you know. Um, the whole thing with the young lad wanting to go into the EO doing you know into bomb disposal was a little bit kind of like over the top. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, it, it's a nice little thing at the end, and and. What I noticed on this, I don't know if you did, was where when the young soldier comes back to Potter's tent and kind of apologises and his way, if you notice, Potter's reaction is fairly nonplussed, actually. Sort of like, kind of like, yeah, okay, well, good on you. Off you go. And I think that's, that's not a bad thing because that just goes to show how many times he's probably had that conversation. You know, this won't have been the first time he's had a young soldier come in with this kind of dilemma and it certainly won't be the last. And you almost see the fact that he's going, okay, right, see you later. When's the next one coming in? And that's not a knock. That's a good thing because it kind of shows what goes on in a daily life. It's not just meatball surgery. There's the psychological aspects of dealing with young men and young women in such a, a horrible scenario. There's not a lot to this episode, even though it seems it at the time when you're watching it. In fact, I got slightly bored during this episode. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, I think it's terrible. It's just kind of like, you know, you, you, you've seen it all before kind of thing. Mm. Still enjoyable. Still a good solid 7.5 out of 10. And I like the way they get rid of the, the bully. But you kind of almost think, well, they've sent him off now to somebody else. I know. <laughs> you know that's what I, mean? what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, oh. let, let them deal with it. But, you know, yeah, like he's okay. not going to make his way back to them. I mean, hopefully he'll be arrested, I guess. But still. Uh, probably. Yeah. He ain't going to last long, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I I think I like this a little bit more than you. I give it an eight. Mm. I actually, it's it's funny when you were talking about the whole end scene with Potter. I love that scene, and I thought he was. Mm. There's a scene where the the guy's saying, you know, I, I didn't have a dad, but if I did, I think he'd be just like you. And Potter's emotion, yeah. he gets the watery eyes, and then he says thank you, and the guy walks out, and he says son at the very end. And I just I mm. loved that scene. I didn't see it the way you saw it at all. I totally had a different oh, well, view. Okay. Yeah, of, yeah. That, of, of that last scene. It was very touching to me. And, and of course, Potter pulled it off, or Harry Morgan pulled it off brilliantly mm. with the whole watery eyes. Um, really like that. <laughs> I actually liked the B story, if we call the Potter one the B story with the kid, more than yeah. the promotion one. Promotion one was yeah. fine. Like you said, it was fine. It yeah. was funny. You know, we're, I, I like the fact that we got to see characters that are normally on the sideline more prominent, like yeah. Igor and uh, Rizzo and, you know, that, and, and of course, Klinger. That was fun to see. And I love that they kept interrupting poor Hawkeye, who was trying to make a play for a new nurse. <laughs> again. and again, <laughs> Yes. Uh, you know, being Hawkeye being Hawkeye. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge thing. I hate bullies. Uh, I was, I've mm. been bullied all my life. And it's just, so it, it really aggravated me when those two guys, and you're right, it happens a lot in MASH yeah. that the, the more seasoned you know, guy guys are are more, you know, are bullying the, the younger ones who are just there. And I don't know. I just, I really, I don't know if I identify with the character or I just enjoyed that storyline. And of course it had Potter, you know, being the father figure, mm. as you said. For me, it was just, a, it was a nice episode. I loved how they tricked Hatalski, yeah. you know, into, into, into thinking that he was going home or, you know, and then they turn around and riding him out and like I said hopefully he'll he'll go to jail and he won't come back and kill Charles I love this. Charles is such a chicken he always he's... isn't that isn't that isn't that though a court martial yes I'm not, I'm not just I'm not sticking oh no no here, but I mean... the moment he grabbed Charles by the collar that's it. That's a court martial. Yeah, oh, in so a like, heartbeat. Charles should have just reported yeah. them and he would have been taken away by him. But then also them them kind of like sending him off and then reporting him as AWOL is another 
way of getting him to be arrested, isn't it, really? Yes, and plus they also said that he assaulted an officer, which he did. Yeah. yeah. So they'll have that on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they did it right. I mean, you know, they're, he won't be back. There are definitely issues. No, but they, they could have done it earlier on in the episode. But, yes, they, they could have done it, yes. <laughs> but I love when Kelly walks into OR or to the area where they're arresting and Charles is in there and she says something about some guy tearing up a place and she turns around and Charles is gone. And then I, I kept looking at him like, why is that guy covered? Why is there, is he dead? Why do they have a sheet over it? And I didn't realize it was Charles until she walked up to him mm. and pulled but it how down. did he know he was there? That's the thing, Because why, why would any guy in that place have a sheet over their head? <laughs> I assume this guy went around looking for Charles and then this, he came in here and saw that and he's like, obviously, well, that's Charles there, <laughs> shivering underneath the sheet. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was. It has, it has some really good moments, and like I said, I gave it an eight just for the fact that it has some really solid Potter moments with the kid, uh, Jimmy, mm. and I really liked their their interaction. So yeah, it was a very enjoyable episode. Say, uh, those two fellas in your platoon, uh, they nice guys? Yeah, they're okay. They razz me sometimes. No. You see, I got a girl back home, and I want to be, well, you know, faithful to her. I mean, she and I never even. I was dumb enough to talk about how I feel. And they acted like it was the funniest thing they ever heard of. You see, they're always going off with these Korean women. They say I'm afraid to. Maybe I am, kind of. Is that why you don't? Because uh, you're afraid? I don't think a man and a woman should make love unless they're married. At least I think I think that. One thing I know for sure, I don't like being laughed at. Well, look at it this way. When it comes down to it, about all a man has that he can call his own are his values. When you sell those out, there's nothing left. Yeah, I'll try to remember that. Gee, I never talked to anybody about this kind of stuff before. <laughs> uh, so IMDb give it, though, a 7 point... What did you give it? I gave it an 8. An 8, and I gave it 7.5. So closer to you. So, yeah, closer to you. Yeah, close to me on this one, by point yeah. one. <laughs> It's all in it your takes. face, Kenny. I'm gonna bully you out. I'm bullying you out of this episode. <laughs> uh, but again, a, a pretty solid episode. A high sevens is really good. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, very nice. How are you doing today? I'm okay, sir. Had an interesting conversation with Major Houlihan. She said something about you transferring to EOD. That's right. I mean, somebody's got to do it. You know, there's probably been more stupidity committed in the name of manhood. And for any other reason. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. Tell me you're not doing this fool thing just to impress those two jerks over there. Why don't you leave me alone? Because you're acting like a dumb kid and it might cost you your life. I don't have to listen to you. I can do what I want. Who do you think you are, my father? No, I'm not your father. But I am your doctor. And I'm going to keep you here a while longer. How much longer? Leaving won't endanger your health. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. In this episode, Klinger is promoted to sergeant. He'll stay sergeant for the remainder of the series. I thought that was a cool touch to promote him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, When two other patients kid Private Danielson by asking him to play poker and they use naked lady cards, uh, Danielson, annoyed, says, very funny. But his voice was added later. Uh, The camera's on his face and he isn't saying anything. I did notice that, actually. I noticed that, too. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I noticed that, too. Yep. I wonder if they were lady cards. What do you think? That would have been good. You know, I mean, just, I, was, I didn't tell him. Yeah. 
That would be funny. I remember once, uh, uh, just to see into the insight of one of your podcast uh, hosts here, uh, <laughs> we used to have a, a go on holiday every year to Europe with me and my two, one of them was Cal. And one of them, I think it was Mike, Kev bought a pack of, uh, of Naked Lady cards. And there was one card, which uh, I'm not going to say what it was, but it was incredibly rude. And it was the Ace of Clubs. And everyone remembers it was the Ace of Clubs. So as soon as the person's reaction went, ooh, you knew they had the Ace of Clubs straight away. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Both Winchester and Honeycutt refer to Sergeant Rizzo as Corporal uh, when they are interviewing him for a promotion. Corporal is below the rank of Staff Sergeant, which Rizzo is ranked. Yeah, he's that bad at his interview. <laughs> he's been demoted during the interview. <laughs> Uh, despite being a poorly educated yokel, um, we haven't wrote this, by the way. Um, um, Sergeant no. Rizzo, <laughs> just let's go have a look. Um, despite being put a poorly educated yokel, Sergeant Rizzo earned numerous promotions to reach his current rank. So it would seem doubtful that he could be utterly clueless when being tested for promotion. Clearly, because at the end of the day, if he's in charge of the motor pool and he's he's fixing cars, he's obviously a very talented mechanic. Yeah. You you wouldn't yeah. have somebody who can't fix jeeps, tanks. Army medical trucks <laughs> <laughs> just sleeping in the motor pool, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Private Danielson asked Colonel Potter if he has any children, he said, yes, one daughter. I did notice this. In episode 14 of season four, Colonel Potter gets a letter from his son saying he's going to be a grandfather. Yeah, I did notice mm. that. He only said he had a daughter in this episode. Well, you know, at the end of the day, Mash was always ahead of its time. Um, it could have been a transgender at this point. <laughs> True. In fact, actually, we don't know. I, well, I, the whole backstory I, on Potter's Child. Potter's Child, exactly. That's definitely after Mash. Um, I, I kind of, for some reason, I thought that Potter had two kids. I thought he had, I don't know why I thought that, but clearly, obviously not. For some reason, I thought he had had two, but... Um, he does. He has a daughter and a son. He does have a son. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's wrong in several things. Some, oh, in, this, in this episode, they just, they precluded his, his son for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, uh, right. Uh, right. 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 Uh, right. Right. After... <laughs> uh, right. Uh, right after Colonel Potter yells at Private Danielson to calm down, uh, we see from Danielson's point of view the gas mask coming down, but the mask misses his nose and mouth, and it covers covers Danielson's eyes, e.g., the camera. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I know they were going for the effect to cover his mouth, but you're right. It goes over the camera lens. Yeah. So that would go over his eyes. That's so funny. It would have taken weeks, not days, between the time the promotion board made recommendations and the promotion list would come out. Yeah. So it's that time. Well, time. They, they don't have weeks there to do that. So. <laughs> no. Gentlemen, I am both relieved and amazed at how Hitalski could possibly have been promoted beyond me. Wait, the man is on the phone. Hello, Kimpo. I want to report a man who's AWOL, dangerous, and impersonating a sergeant. Elmo Hitalski. He just busted up an officer's club and threatened to do the same to an officer. Oh, you won't have any trouble finding him. He's carrying brilliantly forged travel papers. And he's going to attempt to board the 5 o'clock flight to Tokyo. My name? Sergeant Maxwell Klinger, MASH 4077. Uh, trivia time. So, last episode's question. Hawkeye believed he was near death and made out his will. And what did he leave to BJ? Well, you should have got this right because the answer was in that very episode. And the answer, of course, was the list of the men that BJ had saved. And that's what he sent to Erin. Uh, this episode's trivial question is this. Fed up with the slowness of the peace talks, Hawkeye crashes them. 
Now, where were the peace talks being held? This is a hard one. We want the it actual is. name of the place, not yep. just the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you know the answer, go ahead and send it to amash4077podcast at gmail.com. It ain't locked. Well, I wasn't expecting you. Just returning your fly tying gear, sir. Thanks. Sure. I'm going to use one of them next time I go fishing in the White River. I hope it brings you luck. Sir, I, I want to apologize for what I said last week. You were right. I don't want to go to EOD. There's a bus leaving for my unit later. I'd like to get on it if you think I'm well enough. I think you're just fine. But I got a lot of growing up to do, huh? You've just done some. Make sure you stick to those values. I will. I never got to know my father, but I'd like to think he was a lot like you. Well, that's uh, real nice of you to say. Well, it's been a pleasure to know you, Colonel. The feeling is mutual. You take care. I will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Son? You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. A pretty solid episode. We've yeah. been seven and a half and eight. That's not bad. We've been very lucky this this round, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We had some some really good episodes. Cool. Hmm. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Well, Klinger, you deserve to make sergeant. And I bet your folks are proud, too. Oh, yeah, I am now. The second most successful member of the Klinger clan, right behind Hassan, the enforcer. <laughs> you know, with all this Hitalski business, I never bothered to find out who got promoted and who didn't. Yeah, neither did I. Hey, Captain, lube this. Oh, excuse me, Captain. I'm sorry. I, I guess I missed the tray. Well, what do you expect from a dumb private? Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant. The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com.
Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.